Welcome to the Loan with Jen podcast, your weekly source to keep you informed on everything about financing your home, where you will hear real facts, no BS. I'm your host, Jennifer Hernandez, a loan officer since 1995, and over 4,300 families financed to date. If you're starting to think about buying or refinancing a home, wonder if you have the right credit, savings, or even income, you're in the right place. On my weekly episodes, I make complicated topics easy to understand. By the way, my license is NMLS 514497. The ideas expressed here are my own opinions and don't represent any legal advice. Thanks for joining. Let's jump in. Welcome to another episode of Loan with Jen. Real facts and no BS. Today, I wanted to talk about documents. Everybody wants to know what documents that they need. So the first thing that I thought to do today is go through just the boilerplate documents, and then I'll get into a few of the special circumstances of things that if any of that applies to you. But I think the most important thing that I want to get across to the listeners is it is as painful for us to receive documents and have to look at them as it is to get them together. So please know that lenders are under the fiduciary responsibility of making sure without a doubt that your income is your income, whatever that is from different sources, and that your debts are your debts. So we, we need to know anything and everything that could affect either of those two scenarios. So in the spirit of that, first we'll go over just some basic things, and I'll go into some detail as well as to why we ask for these documents. I think that if y'all understand why, I think it just might be a little bit more palatable for why we ask for some of these things. So the first thing that I think is easy to remember, I'm hoping, is 222. We need two bank statements, two months bank statements, two pay stubs, if you're paid bi-monthly, two pay stubs, and two W-2 forms, two years W-2s. So 222 is an acronym that's a little catchy. So there are exceptions to that, but we'll start with those things. So let's, let's go over, we'll go over assets first. So the two bank statements that are needed what we are looking for is any and all obligations that are required to be paid. So we do look at your, not only deposits, but we look at where you spend your money as well. So we look for things in your withdrawals from your account that look like they're two months in a row, like maybe a credit card that's not reporting. There are debts that don't report to the credit report. So the underwriters are looking for debts outside of the scope of what might be on the credit report. Doesn't happen a lot because most everything is on the credit report, but it does happen. We're also looking for large deposits, deposits that are outside of the scope of your, let's say that every two weeks you're depositing $2,850 and some cents, right? So deposits outside of that we're not really worried about the smaller, you know, two, $300 deposits. It's the larger ones like, oh, hey, $10,000 just came into your account. It was a counter deposit. Was it cash? Was it 
a check? What was it? So we need to source that money and know where it came from to make sure that that was in fact your money to begin with, maybe from another account. Then we need to see those account statements to show it coming into your account. Now, if it was cash, like mattress cash, that's actually not an acceptable form of deposit for us because we don't know if it's required to be repaid. We don't know the source of it. Is it is it a debt? Was it an advance line of credit? So cash makes underwriters a little crazy. The workaround to that is uh, after two months, we don't, you know, let's say you deposited in June. Well, if we get your July and August statements, we're going to kind of never know it existed, right? So that's called seasoning. Gifts are okay. We'll talk about that. Uh, gifts to you from a family member, relative is fine in most instances on most programs. And we just have to verify the money going from that donor's account to yours. We provide you a gift letter, fill in the blank that they need to fill out for us as well. Uh, so do just make sure you let the lender know where the money's coming from for closing because we will ask for sure. So just be prepared for that. And just know that we are looking for large deposits because we want to make sure that that's not a loan out there that you're required to repay that we don't know about. So now let's talk about income. So two pay stubs. Now, if you're paid every week, we would need four pay stubs, but we need basically a one month view of pay stubs. So what we're looking for there is obviously year-to-date earnings. So if somebody earns 5000 gross per month, that's 60000 a year, and then their year-to-date doesn't match up, like let's say we're halfway through the year and we're at the end of June, right? So six months, you should have made year-to-date 30000 by now. So if you're not on track for what your salary is, we're going to ask questions. Maybe you got a recent raise. Maybe you had a short-term leave of absence. So those kind of questions you should expect, especially if you're an hourly employee. We're looking for those year-to-date earnings, et cetera. So in the documents uh, required also is two years of W-2 forms, assuming that you're a W-2 employee any and all jobs that you've got. So we are going to look at your history. You don't have to have a two-year work history with the same employer, but you need to have two years history. Now, some people have gaps. That's okay. If it's an extended gap, depending on the program, there might be some differences. If you're out of work for more than six months, Sometimes, depending on, again, which loan program you're going to, there might be some concerns there if you're just recently back on the job. So make sure to talk to your local lender about that work history. So make sure that you are prepared with dates, when you started working at this place and when you ended working, any and all jobs during a two or more year period if we need to get a gap and we need to piece together outside of the two years to make that two-year cumulative history. Now, if you're self-employed, so you might be listening to this and you're not W-2, you're business owner, we would need tax returns. So generally, we need two years tax returns, and we are going to look at the net income of those two years. So we don't take the gross of what you deposited. Maybe you're 1099. 
Maybe you own your own company and you are incorporated. We would also need the business returns for that. If you pay yourself W-2, that's fine. We need two years of that as well with the business returns. Actually, I want to just deviate here for a second. That is a big question that we get if you're listening to this and you are self-employed. Even when you're an employee of your own company, we still look at your earnings with a two-year average. You're not looked at the same way as an employee who's, let's say, working for a larger corporation that you own no part of. So if you own the company that is W-2-ing you, that's giving you a salary, you still are a self-employed person. So the two years history is required. And this is on most programs. There are some deviation programs out there, you know, bank statement. There's no stated income anymore. That was back before 2008. But that's like a whole other topic for a whole other podcast. I could talk five hours about that. (laughs) Basically, two years returns. And again, if you can't prove income, if you're listening to this and you might be a business owner and on paper, things just don't calculate right, but you can provide bank statements. There are bank statement programs. So be sure you talk to your lender about that. Not every lender handles those types of programs. And so it's it's important that you know that they're not everywhere and it usually does require 20% down. So uh, just a little bit different of a program. Now, there are special things that will be required if you have some special circumstances. So the most common is properties owned. So if you have one or more other properties owned, even if it's land, we need to know what the taxes are. We need to know what the insurance is. If it's a home, obviously on land, there's no homeowner's insurance. But we need to know those annual premiums so that we can divide it by 12 and add it to your debt. If there's a homeowner's association, we're going to ask you that. We'll need to have proof of the HOA dues. So have your HOA bill ready. Those only come out once a year. So requires a little bit of digging. Any of the financial information of cost on properties owned is going to be asked. Even if it's land that doesn't have a loan on it, it's definitely important that you disclose that to the lender. Inherited property. Some buyers think that there's a difference between property that they inherit and property that they actually bought, and there's not. You're entitled. It's property that you own. We still need to get that information. So be prepared to provide property tax statements, insurance statements, if applicable, and homeowners association dues statements, if applicable as well. If you've had a prior bankruptcy or foreclosure, those documents are going to be required to see when the filings were, when the discharge was, what debts were included in the bankruptcy. If you have child support, the decree is required, or if it was a court order, maybe you weren't married and there's a decree, a court order that was provided. And on that, when you receive child support or alimony, we need to see that you are getting it consistently. There's some spouses that are required to pay it, but they can't. They've had job change, job loss, and they're not consistently paying it. So if we can't prove that you're consistently receiving that income, it won't be used as income. There's also some other special circumstances. You might earn money from investments. We'll need to see your investment account statements, 
to see some year-to-date earnings, uh, especially in a year when earnings might be down from prior years. So we need to look at that. And Social Security, Social Security, IRAs, some people get distributions from those sources. So just be prepared that we ask those questions and just to know behind that door of asking those questions, it's all in the spirit of verifying your exact income and your exact obligations. Without a shadow of a doubt, we've got to ask everybody for the same things. Unfortunately, or fortunately, down payment, larger down payment doesn't let us turn ahead to needing these things as well. So even with a large down payment, these things are required for each and every person. And that was something that came out of the financial crisis actually in 08 that we were able to pick and choose who got to provide these documents based on credit score or down payment. Well, now it's everybody. Everybody has to provide the same things regardless of down payment or credit score, which is fair because we need to be sure that debts are what they are and income is what it is. I've put a lot of detail on this podcast, so I would love to hear questions, comment. You can visit me and email me directly or or contact me. My loan website is Loan with Jen, and all my handles on social media are Loan with Jen as well, so you can visit me there. I have enjoyed disclosing all this to you today. This is stuff I deal with every day, and I take it for granted that everybody should just know these things. So I hope it's been helpful for you. Thank you for listening on Loan with Jen. We've got more episodes to come. Real facts, no BS, everything about mortgage and what you need to have a super successful experience when you buy or refinance your next house. Thank you for listening to the Loan with Jen podcast. Keep joining me each week to stay up to date on the mortgage industry as I'll dive into relevant topics so your home financing process, whether you're buying or refinancing, is smooth and simple. If you enjoyed today, please click follow and that way you'll never miss an episode. To find us on social media, just go to Loan with Jen on any of the social media handles, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in this week for Real Facts, No BS. Talk soon.